Hey guys, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back. It is Her Healing Hour, the podcast, season two, episode two, available on YouTube if you're joining me here now live, and also on Anchor and all supported podcast platforms through Anchor, including Google and Apple. <laughs> welcome back. It's been another week since we've last chatted. And believe it or not, the topic that I actually had for today, I'm going to push back until next week because I have just come off the phone with a close family member of mine. And the conversation that we had is kind of what I'm inspired to chat about with you today. So I think I've titled this podcast, but I'm still playing with different options <laughs> is going broke or being broke rather will literally compromise everything in your life, including your health. And what I mean by that is being wealthy, having more than enough capital and means to in this very capitalistic sort of society that we live in, especially those of us who are out here in the West, in these streets right here. <laughs> know that anything of quality has a tremendous markup. I think if I'm being brutally honest, and this is probably going to speak more to uh, younger listeners, people who are maybe under the age of 35, it's really disheartening for me, well, number one, to see that if you want to live a quote-unquote clean life, you have to pay a premium for it. So for instance, clean ingredients organic versus non-organic. I've already done a podcast on why you should eat organic. Feel free to go back to season one um, where I outline uh, that uh, the, British, the British Soil Association themselves did like a, conducted like a 25-year study where you know, they compared organic produce to non-organic and literally the nutrient content was like 85% greater, more potent in organic food, never mind the fact that all the ides, rodenticides, pesticides, fungicides, all that stuff definitively diminishes your health and over the long term will create dis-ease, autoimmune issues, and possibly even the big C, God forbid. So the fact that we already, as people that are consuming organic foods, have to pay, oh what, 25, 35% more um, the fact that if you want to wear clothes made out of cotton, uh, preferably organic cotton that hasn't been sprayed because cotton is also sprayed with horrible um, ides and, um, and chemicals um, that, guess what, go into your skin, <laughs> go into, well, go through the skin rather and into your body. Let's not forget that everything that you put on the body literally goes in the body your skin is the largest organ and it's not just here to encase you it's a moving and breathing and living organ that secretes that breathes that detoxifies and that ingests and consumes right so it's consuming oxygen it's consuming nutrients from the sun it's also consuming energy and it's equally consuming anything that's on your skin. Even whilst you're lying down on your mattress, your skin is taking in whatever has been sprayed into that mattress. So 
as a holistic lifestyle coach, I would tell you to invest in an organic mattress, something that's preferably made out of organic material and hasn't been sprayed. I would tell you and I would advise you to purchase and invest in organic cotton sheets or bamboo sheets uh, or eucalyptus sheets, hemp sheets, but all of this stuff costs what? Mucho dinero. Buzzit, gunzib. Tanti soldi, loads of cash. I don't know how many, how many other languages I need to say it in. It is not cheap. Then you consider um, how you may want to shield yourself from EMFs and what the cost of that is. For instance, those of you that are seeing me, I'm wearing my blue blocks. These were not free 99, although I wish they were. Bon charge or raw optics, raw optics, if you want to partner up with me, reach out. <laughs> I am more than happy to work alongside you, not unlike JP Sears, who I'm guessing gets all of that merch for free. <laughs> and that merch is not inexpensive. What I'm getting at is once you've made this choice, right? Even if you haven't made this choice to live this life that's like organic and natural or as close to nature as you can get, if you're still like a city dweller like we are, um, there's a price to it. Then if you want to be on these platforms and sharing whatever wisdom you might have, whether it be your finance major or an economics major, or maybe you're a relationship expert. In my case, I'm a wellness expert, right? The equipment that we need in order to be able to come live to you, whether it be quality mics, a good mobile phone, a quality laptop, some ring lights to, to make myself visible, visible to you because it is nighttime. <laughs> and she is trying to record live and needs light because otherwise my melanated skin will fade, <laughs> fade to black. <laughs> All of this stuff takes money. It takes resources. Um, if you are wanting to... Uh, take holidays. Like again, if you're not even concerned about a holistic lifestyle, if you want to visit your family that might be uh, in another country or in another state over the holidays, if you want to fly them out to see you, if you want to be able to join the girls, yeah, on a birthday trip that's long overdue because we had two years of politics and nonsense that locked us down and prevented us from gathering. All of this stuff, right, requires money. And when you get to my age and you've been working for 20 plus or even 30 years, and you have to look at, and you look at sort of what you've been able to accrue, save, invest, it can at times be very disheartening. And that's kind of what the conversation was about with a close family relative of mine that I've just come off of. And it made me realize um, again, because I've had this thought before, but haven't maybe verbalized it, and I don't believe I've shared it with you all yet, that there's something to be said, fam. There is something to be said for delaying gratification. I have had the opportunity to travel and see the world at large. Not all of it. There is actually many countries that I still want to see because there's, what, almost 200 countries, so... Let me take that back. I've not seen the world at large because if you consider that there are almost 200 countries in the world and I have maybe seen a fraction, I've seen a fraction. I don't, I've never counted. I'm sure over 20, but you know, 
there are so many to see that obviously, relatively speaking, I don't feel like I've seen as much as I thought maybe. <laughs> I've gone on a tangent, but you all should know this by now. It's kind of a specialty of mine, isn't it? Going on tangents. No, but seriously, to reel it back in, yeah, and to stay on topic. I've enjoyed myself. I've lived in some of the greatest cities in the world, including obviously London, um, New York City, and have really enjoyed that and enjoyed um, the networking abilities that those cities have afforded me, the exposure to different cultures and various backgrounds and various people, um, as well as really successful people, creative people, um, ingenious people, if I'm being honest. I have been in the room. I've been in rooms with billionaires, with former presidents. Like I've I've been very blessed and I don't think I would have had those opportunities had I not been in those cities doing what I was doing. Um, But even with that being said, right, I'm still not where I wish to be and neither is the person I was just speaking to. Now, granted, we both actually are very fortunate in that we have, we do have investments. So um, we have investments, you know, I, I have multiple investments for which I'm really grateful And yet I still find myself not being comfortable to the place where I can say, yeah, absolutely. I can, at the drop of a dime, do X, Y, and Z or fly out um, and meet so-and-so or, you know, take a week off from um, working and just do nothing. There is a time and place when I can do those things. Oftentimes it requires my planning and my budgeting um, beforehand. But that sort of spontaneity that some people have because they were able to delay gratification, um, I, I don't have that right now. And it can be a little bit discouraging. So I guess, again, in, in, in really addressing people who are maybe 35 and younger, although people my age too could maybe also benefit from this, reminding ourselves that it's, it's a good idea to wait to get all of our ducks lined up in a row because even if you take money out of this equation and we're speaking about, let's say, career, Imagine being steadfast and so focused in your 20s, yeah, that by the time you get to 35 or even 40, you have not only achieved your professional goals, but have maybe even achieved your financial goals to the point where you can actually retire or at the very least semi-retire. Meaning you can pick and choose and say, yes, I want to do this. And no, I don't need to take this opportunity because it's not in alignment with my core values. Because the thing is, when you're at my age, you know what your core values are. And all of you that haven't stopped to reflect on your core values, it's one of the, it's one of the things that I suggest and recommend most. It's one of the things that my mentor made me do around the time that I was 35. Um, I was back in London working with him steadfast for weeks and weeks because I was in a really, really dark space. I had come out of a horrible, abusive relationship and was more broken than I have ever been in my life. So I spent several weeks, it turned into months, back with my mentor, my first mentor actually. We reunited again, um, who's a Czech practitioner, I've mentioned him before. Um, and sidebar, I too now am a Czech practitioner. <laughs> so it's been full circle for me. But one of the things that he made me do, which I thought was 
not all that meaningful at the time, but now I understand and I understand, was sit down and write down and reflect on what my core values are. What are the things that I will and will not compromise on? I won't compromise, for example, on things like nutrition. So I won't buy food that's not clean because I overstand and understand that food is thy medicine. And unlike most doctors in the medical field today, <laughs> slight shade, right? I have not forgotten that. The, the answer to your wellness is in the choices and the decisions that you make, not in the prescriptions and the pills that you take. You are accountable. You are more accountable and more responsible for wherever your health is at today than anything else. So because of that, I made choices, right? That I would always, no matter what, buy clean organic food. And that costs a lot of money. And at times that meant I had to um, maybe forego saving. So because of that, I can't entirely beat myself up for being maybe not as comfortable as I would like to be because there are things that I won't compromise on. But then there are other things that I indulged in, which I could have delayed gratification on. Some trips I could have definitely held off on. Um, Maybe perhaps even some certifications. I don't know, that one is tough for me because I've spent the the, the better part of the last two years immersed in my studies and gaining a ton of education, qualifications and certifications that have given me, um, I believe the ability to build myself up in this um, career now as a wellness expert in a way that I would not have been able to do two and a half years ago. So this time, uh, this time of politics and confusion and chaos that made us all stay indoors and all the rest of that didn't come without benefits because had I not been forced to just stop everything, including a fabulous life (laughs) in New York City and just kind of hunker down and buckle down and and be steadfast in my studies, I wouldn't have the skill set that I now have. And so for that, I am very grateful because it's something that I'll always be able to use, market and barter with, right? Um, But there are things that I I could have said no to. A lot of takeaways I could have said no to. Delicious meals in Brooklyn that I could have said no to, a lot of coffees I could have said no to, a lot of maybe last minute trips, a lot of gifts. I don't know if you're like me, but if you're like me, I find myself over gifting. Um, I mean, I've definitely worked on this for the last, since I turned 40, I've definitely been working on this uh, because I want to find my value Um, not in the things that I'm able to give people materially or in material terms, but um, through like being present. I want you to find your value in me through my presence, through my offerings, through my um, energy exchange with you, right? And so I've definitely curbed that. But for many, 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 many years, especially as all my friends were getting married or turning 30, 35, 40, getting engaged, having children. I was just too quick and eager to do this. <laughs> For those of you that can't see me, I'm making it rain. <laughs> Essentially just, you know, and, and that had to do something to do also with um, a lack of self-esteem, right? If we're being brutally, brutally honest, but did it serve me? No, it didn't, right? Because now I'm in a situation where 
with these um, inflated times that we're, we're in, with these times of potential food shortages um, coming up and um, cyber attacks or blackouts, who knows what's down the pipeline for us, right? Am I as financially comfortable as I would like to be or even liquid as I would like to be? No. Now, great, grateful again, because I do have investments that I could, if I needed to, liquefy in order to become liquid. But that's not obviously ideal, is it? Ideally, you always have a certain amount of cash so that you can keep your investments as that, investments for the long term. I didn't get into any of these investments to hold them short term. I want to be able to hold them long term um, and then maybe even potentially pass them on to offspring. So again, it comes down to are we able to delay gratification are we able to hone in on the things that really matter to us i bought a ton of delicious coffees and supported some phenomenal coffee shops in all the major cities that i've been in Um, but as a result of that i don't have all the organic cotton or just uh, non-polyester clothing that i would like to own i'm very much doing it on a one by on a piece by piece basis right so in order to quote unquote help the economy and be out there and support all the small business owners, um, you know, what I forgave uh, or gave up was the ability to change out my entire wardrobe, to be more liquid, to, um, you know, change out all the mattresses in the home so that they're all organic, right? Because these things matter to me. Because even if you are not me, if you come to my home and you're visiting me, I want you to experience what it's like to live like as the Alkali Yogi, a life that, you know, is um, a little bit slower, very organic, <laughs> a little bit closer to nature, less exposure to EMS because we have things in the home for that. Some of them are Shungite crystals uh, or um, snake plants or other varietals of plants that also absorbs e- EMS. These blue blockers, which protect from blue light. Um, There are loads of other accessories that you could add to like your laptop. I have a a case for my phone also with an EMF blocker. So all of these things, they cost money, right? But they create a more zen-like environment. And for me, they vastly improve my quality of life. I truly believe that. And for me, they've also helped me to retain and flourish in my health. I really believe that also. So if you're going to be my guest, I want you to have the best of what I have. Organic linens, organic towels, um, clean uh, toothpaste, um, access to clean um, organic Castile soap to wash your body with, access to clean, organic, all-natural shampoos and conditioners. When you're in my home, I want you to experience all that. And yet all of this stuff costs a lot of money. So I could have made different choices along the way to have procured that for myself and for others. So again, the delayed gratification. And let's not forget that when you get yourself into a situation where you're semi, quasi, almost, or fully broke, in this here country, the United States of America, that ish costs. There is real punishment here for not being liquid and having cash banks outrageously charging you for having a low balance, you know, interest rates being really high on your credit cards, um, 
you know, the cost to borrow goes up, everything goes up. There are fees for everything. When you are struggling and you have to uh, maybe borrow from this account to replenish that account, then you're going to be penalized over here. There are just so many ramifications to not having your ish, your ducks all lined up. It is no joke, fam. And when you're an adult, no one is going to cut you a break. You know, no one is going to cut you a break unless your family owns the bank, right? Unless your family owns the grocery store and will allow you to walk away with a week's worth of free groceries, organic groceries, so that you can eat. No one's going to cut you a break. Um, you miss a payment on anything, God forbid. Additional fees get tacked on top of that. Like the poor or the... Um, the um, uh, the less liquid folks bear the grunt of all the fees and repercussions and penalties that are handed out, thrown at you with no consideration at all. The rich and the people that are very liquid don't ever have to think about these things. So it's really, really real out here. It's hard. Um, and again, it's this constant balancing act because not only do you want to be liquid so that if you have to travel, God forbid, for, you know, a reason that is not even a, a necessarily a positive one in order to get to someone who needs you, uh, you need to, you need to have, you know, cash for that. If you're a homeowner, which I am, and things go wrong, God forbid, you have to replace something, you need cash for that. Just like that, it can come up. Uh, with no no warning, uh, if there's a health matter that appears all of a sudden in this country, you have to have cash for that, which is something I've never experienced because I've always grown up in socialist countries. And although I've lived in the United States for a really long time, I've actually never had to really get health care or sick care, as we like to refer to it as, as holistic practitioners. In the United States, I've always been able to travel freely. And so I would always really kind of do most of my um, sort of checkups and what have you in uh, Canada, where I'm still a citizen and my health care um, is universal and therefore provided for. So all of these things are, you know, a reminder that life is very challenging and it's a constant balancing act. But with anything, money is energy, right? So it flows in, it flows out. But we have to be a little bit more discerning, I think. In these times, yes, because they're quite precarious and there's a ton of variables that are, that are currently unknowns and uh, things that could appear at any time, including potentially future lockdowns, God forbid, where everyone has, you know, who, just who knows, right? For me, a lockdown right now would mean would definitely impact my earnings because a lot of the work that I do requires me to be able to go out and meet clients or be in studios, yada, yada, yada. So this idea of, again, delaying your gratification and honing in on your art and your craft and becoming an expert at it so that you can create some sort of safety net and stability for yourself where you're comfortable not just for eight or nine months which is what the financial experts tell us we should have a cushion for right is at least eight or nine months or do you have enough in your savings right or in your checking never mind your savings because you shouldn't even 
hopefully you wouldn't even be dipping into that, right? In best case scenario, I mean, I'm not going to say uh, that that's a reality for everyone, but that would be the best case scenario, right? Is that your savings wouldn't get touched. Even if you had to stop working today, you have at least enough in your checkings account to get you by for the next eight to nine months. Well, we were in a scamdemic, pandemic, excuse me, I meant to say pandemic, wink, wink, for what, two plus years? <laughs> That's way more than eight or nine months, isn't it? So even this situation has taught us that we have to be so discerning. One of the things that I recently heard the budgetista say, man, I hope I don't chop this up. I bet you I will. But she, I think she has these categories, um, if you're familiar with the budgetista. And forgive me if I'm mashing this up yet. Uh, but she's like, have, have categories of like what you need, what you want, what you love, and um, what will bring you temporary joy. I think this fourth one I'm really not sure about. So when you, when you, again, know what your core values are and you think to yourself, well, will buying this today or taking this trip today still bring me joy in six months or will it just compromise things for me further down given that I don't know what's coming down the pipeline? Or is it something that will be long-lasting that, will, um, that maybe is like education where I know it will add value to me as a person um, or to my field of expertise? Um, or is it something that's fleeting, like a handbag, which is cool to have now because it's very trendy, but I might get over in a few months because let's be honest, how many times we buy things, we're super, super excited. And then literally within a few months at the most a year, you're like, oh, that's so passe, (laughs) right? You may have gone through great deals to procure this item, but has it actually added to your values? Has it made you Uh, a more valuable person to invest in? Um, And is it bringing you long-term joy? Has it actually improved your quality of life or any of those things, right? So again, I'm not doing it any justice. Please go find her online so that she can speak to you through the four quadrants. But I'll just say that the gist of it really resonated with me because those coffees that I like to treat myself to are very much emotional purchases for me. They help me feel better and they're kind of an immediate pick-me-up when I'm down. Um, But then when I'm challenged with, um, well, do I have enough money to change out all the mattresses in the home and all the sheets in the home, you know, then I'm like, dang it, (laughs) I should have held back. You know, uh, not to bring up like, a celebrity in this, but I will for the sake of making a point again about delayed gratification, yeah? As I take a sip of my tea, Beyonce to me is a great example of what delayed gratification looks like in your career even. She is someone that you could say sacrificed her youth, the majority of it, in order to become the absolute best at what she does. You know, the greatest entertainer, on the planet, certainly of our generation and our time, right? Um, And has a legacy that will live on long beyond her time here on this earth. But it came at a sacrifice. I just saw something recently where Latoya Luckett, her former member from DC3, Destiny's Child, I'm sorry, not DC3, Destiny's Child, uh, just DC, (laughs) because they became DC3 once they were reconfigured, um, that... Uh, 
you know, the four of them, the original members of Destiny's Child were, they had some downtime. And whilst the rest of them were all just trying to quote unquote play and have fun, because let's remember when these girls first emerged on the scene in the late nineties, they were very much in their teens. They were 15 and 16 years old. So children, whilst they were trying to be kids and enjoy themselves, the three of them, Beyonce was off writing a record. She was off to the side, not trying to offload, not trying to let off some steam. She was still working on her craft. Now, I'm not saying that it's all good to be 100% just focused on, you know, being the best and not having some balance, even in that and giving yourself enough time to rest, to reflect, to be a child, right? But giving 80% of her energy towards her career and what she knew she wanted versus... um, sorry, 80% of her energy and focus towards that and maybe giving herself 20% downtime versus the reverse, which is most of us enjoy our youth and our childhood, right? And then are not really focused. We're like 80% kids and maybe 20% in the back of my mind. Yeah, this is what I'm going to be and I'm going to pursue that. But I'll just put a little bit of energy and time into it, you know, sprinkling here or sprinkling there. You know, we're less likely to leave the same kind of a mark on the world at large potentially potentially i'm saying then somebody like beyonce who made a huge sacrifice but now as someone in her 40s like me she's in a place where she can if she wants to never sing again never write another record never have to do the whole song and dance never have to you know um twirl for her supper um does she doesn't have to compromise she has sovereignty and freedom now oftentimes the flip side to that is most of these people who have achieved their goals financially and in their careers become so entangled in their egos that they're then unable to take a full step back and say i did it it's not about getting more accolades i think she has close to 30 grammys more than anyone else has ever won I think 28 or 29, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, she just released an album a few months ago, so she's still, she's still making music. Is she doing it out of the joyness of, and the pureness of her heart? I don't know. You know, that's probably debatable. Or is she doing it more to stay relevant, to still be, you know, the talk of the town, to still garner people's attention? Is she still doing it for the lights and the glitz and the glamour? Which my guess is was a part of the driving force as she was, uh, when she was much younger, because... When we are much younger, right, aren't we all kind of doing it for the accolades? I mean, how many of us are teenagers and evolved enough to say, I'm doing this now so that I can have freedom and be removed from the matrix and be on an island in splendid isolation with the people that I love, having more than enough money and resources to take care of all of us and none of us have to be compromised in any way. I mean, how many of us are like that at 15 and 16? Maybe she was one of those people, but more than likely she was, you know, going after these goals because, you know, when you're really young, you're very young-like in energy and that's very, that means the young side of you is, um, is, is connected to the masculine energy, which is very much connected to ego, right? So that's why when you 
after a certain point, as you get older, you become a little bit softer. If you are very hard as a young person, you tend to soften. And it's not because of uh, just because you're aging, but it's also because you're just transitioning. You're um, coming out of one cycle into another cycle of life where you know, you're more in tune with the soft, with the lunar, with the feminine, um, where you don't have to be as rough, riled up and as charged and as destructive and as loud as you needed to be at a different point in a different cycle in your life. So she's in a position now where she could just disappear from the public eye and live her best life, raise her family and her children and be done with it not be involved in the politics. Have you seen all the um, all the attacks that have come her way since she's released this album? It started off with Khalees and then Wright said Fred and people have just been coming left, right and center. So I really hope for her sake that this album was truly out of love and not because she's still feeding the ego and still wants to be the biggest star on the planet because look at all the headache that comes with that too, right? No matter how big and uh, adorned you can be, you're going to have a ton of haters who are just going to be getting up every morning for the sake of taking you down, especially when you're as visible and as targetable as a Beyonce. That comes with a lot of stress. So I sure am hoping for her sake that her desire to be on the road again and in the public's eye and on their tongue is coming from a heartfelt felt space otherwise how tragic to be trying to feed your ego and to be getting so much backlash at the same time um so again the delayed gratification right she's now at a place where if she doesn't ever want to perform again or sing again she can really just have fun travel and live her best life but oftentimes people like her even though they've been smart and made many a correct decisions get unfortunately held up and tied up by the ego we could say this about other people who are extremely wealthy and could be out of the public's eye madonna for example you know she could be quietly retreated and living her best life whomever she's with whatever she's doing like and just raising her children she doesn't need any more money she has more than she could possibly consume but she still wants to be the talk of the town um you've got the uh the non-entertainer wealthy elites like the Gates and the Bezos and the Schwabs, you know, they're out here playing God. <laughs> so we know they're in the grip of their egos. But that's not really what I want to get into anyways today. It's just to show you that there is something to be said for sacrificing. Maybe sacrificing is not the greatest word. I don't love that word. I'm going to go back to delaying the gratification because you have a vision for where you want to be, a vision for what you want to be able to do, not just for self, but for your loved ones and your tribe and your community. Because when you're wealthy, you have the ability to not only improve your life, but you can enhance the life of those around you. You can elevate your entire tribe and give opportunity to your community at large that they may not have had an opportunity to tap into based on your ability to just go forward and pursue with focus and a little bit of balance what it is that you wanted to achieve. Because I'll tell you, honestly, as a licensed holistic lifestyle coach, as a check practitioner, as a corrective exercise coach, all of these things that I preach or practice or um, coach my clients towards 
unfortunately come at a cost. It's a complete upheaval of your life, right? For you to really realign yourself with nature is so much greater than you just buying organic food. It means tossing out your socks and your undies, your knickers that are polyester and getting something that's naturally made organic and, and a natural fiber. Because your aura, your aura cannot penetrate, um, excuse me, your aura cannot communicate. Your, so the insides are in constant communication with the outsides. You are energy, you are aura, you are life force. And that stuff gets trapped when you put something synthetic over the greatest organ on your body, which is what? Your skin, right? Not to mention your skin doesn't breathe when it's under polyester. Neither can your feet. Your feet are grounding forces. They are also... Your feet also house chakras. How do you expect your chakra points at the bottom of your feet, which are in need of constant cleansing because your feet are the grounding force? Remember, your energy is coming in through your crown chakra, right? Energy and thoughts and ideas get filtered in right through here. I'm pointing to the top of my head. And everything needs to come out, otherwise it gets trapped because energy is doing what? It's constantly in motion. Your aura is constantly evolving. Your energy is constantly moving. And all of that needs to happen through organic matter. The minute you apply things that are synthetic and man-made and non-breathing, things get stuck. Things start to jam up like they would on a highway when traffic is not moving. And what happens when things are not moving? They begin to go stale, just like the body begins to go stale. If it's not moving water, like a swamp, when you look at it, starts to do what? It starts to go off, doesn't it? You need to keep things moving and circulating. That is literally the definition of life. When we're stopping is when we're dying. When we're not breathing, right? When oxygen is no longer flowing in through our cells, through our lungs, through our nostrils, we're decaying, we're dying. So everything needs an outlet, everything needs a release, which is why I go back to, you have to change out a lot of things that we have adapted into our current quote unquote um, advanced or modern lifestyles in order to restore your health if you're vested and you're truly interested and come back to something that is more analogous to, more aligned with, more similar to, a lifestyle that our ancestors might have been living even as recently as 50 years ago, never mind 75 and 100 years back. All right. I think I have, sometimes in a long-winded way, <laughs> made my point. Other times, I can be more concise. But hopefully you have found this informative nonetheless. And you're getting the message, which is young people save. I am not a financial guru, so I'm not giving you financial advice, but I will tell you this. Delay some of that gratification. Always put at least 10 to 20% away. Actually, make it 30. Round it up to a whole 30. Maybe 10 goes towards one savings account, 10 towards investments, and another 10 in another savings account. And try to make do with the other 70. And be innovative, creative, and think of ways to procure more streams of income because the thing about wealthy people too, including the Beyonce's and the Gates and all these people, is that they have multiple streams of income. So that if, God forbid, one of the um, things that you do for money 
is halted for a period of time, and many of us can relate to that now after the last two and a half years, even if one stream of income is halted because they are not permitting you to go out there and work, you have other things that can still help to sustain you without you having to then compromise your water, your food, the clothes on your back, what you're sleeping on, because all of this stuff adds up at the end of the day, all stress summates in the body, point blank and to the period. (laughs) All right, on that long note, I'm going to bid you adieu until next week. She is going to sign off. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, reach out to me. You know how. I'm the Alkali Yogi. You can find me right here on the gram and on my website. As always, I'm happy to answer questions also down below in the questions box. Until next box. (laughs) Until next time. Ciao.